0: Hello everybody, everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I synced it. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. So what's going on, Kevin Man? How you doing on this uh blessful day? I think I'm still
1: recovering from last week. Last week, we had a really, really crazy week, um, starting off with CauseFest. Mm-hmm. We had CauseFest, which was our pre-game celebration leading up to Florida Supercon. Uh, we partnered up with Extreme Action Park and a bunch of our cosplayer friends and threw a really fun party that involved uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament, uh, some retro games going on. Uh, cosplay contest, dance party. We even opened up the escape rooms at Extreme Action Park for a selfie museum, yeah. which went really well. Have you seen like the the photos and the videos that were? You know, taking?
0: I haven't seen the photos or videos, but um, just going off of the photographers who take who took the picture. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to yeah, Dapper Arts. Dapper Arts. I we know actually, that the, I know the pictures came out real well.
1: We actually had some uh, some photographers that we haven't met uh, before that that came to the party just for that, and I, I saw some of their material. It was really really good. I saw a lot of really good TikToks, a lot of stuff involving Jason. Even our friend Ready Comics Roll was able mm-hmm. to take some like really cool photos um, of his character Belial, um, mm-hmm. which was really fun. The party overall was a great success. I Want to make a quick announcement: We are doing a second CosFest. We're doing another CosFest party. Um, on September thirtieth, and it's gonna actually have like a horror theme, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, what else? What else happened at uh Cosfest? I mean, it was just it was just a really good time.
0: Yeah, you know what? It um, it was a real good time, and on top of that, like I thought it was gonna be a little bit longer, and I already told you, like a pre preview to that, I was like already fucking nervous, and that was because like yo, Kevin did basically fucking everything me all i had to do is just fucking show up and usually i'm not a i'm not a person who just like shows up and shit sometimes you know i'm like i like to get dirty with the people throwing the dirt kind of shit so i was fucking nervous as fuck but kevin was like why you nervous for I'm like i don't fucking know (laughs) i don't know because i wasn't doing anything it was basically like if you've ever done like a group project at a school at school and you're the guy who didn't do anything that's pretty much what my role was and i was like Holy shit. I'm never that guy. So at the point when I was that finally that person, I realized that that shit is nerve-cracking. <laughs> that shit was nerve-cracking for real.
1: Uh, right after uh, CauseFest, the next morning, we had uh, Florida Supercon. Mm-hmm. Florida Supercon. Man, I I don't know if if it was because I was there longer. Usually when I go to Supercon and these uh, conventions, I'm, I don't think I've ever been there more than one day because mm. I was there the whole weekend. I got a different experience of it. And I was actually able to enjoy, like, all of it. Because mm. usually when we go to the conventions, you know, we go, we shoot our videos, and then we leave. I was there for all three days, so I actually got to, like, walk around, check out the vendors, check out the merchandise. I was able to check out the panels, the uh, after-party shows. And honestly, I think this was, like, I think this was our, my my
0: personal best mm. uh, experience at Supercon. I don't know about you. Uh, No, nah, it was fun because... Um... It was up there with the first time when we went and we uh, we dressed out as uh, a blockbuster employees. You know, I'm starting to realize that you have more fun the more you dress out kind of thing. So I'm thinking that um, us going as Ghostbusters, South Beach Ghostbusters was that's not going to be like a one and done kind of thing. Maybe maybe next time we'll we'll do something else as a a group dress up kind of thing, because I think that adds to the whole fun of it. Kind of that,
1: that was a funny experience. So we dressed up as Miami Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and we wore like guayaberas. We had the Cuban cigars, yeah. we had the jewelry, and everything. But what we noticed was that people from Miami got it; everyone yeah. else did not get it. People were, lo- were looking at us like, "Wait, are they
0: Ghostbusters?" I don't get it. Some people- somebody said that I said, "Well, are are are, are those Boy Scouts?" <laughs> I'm like, God damn. And, and, <laughs> you, Boy Scouts,
1: and, and I fuck? quickly realized, like, people outside of South Florida do not know what a Guayabera is. And that's crazy. Like, they don't know what that is. And um, there was a family walking around. As soon as they spotted the Guayaberas and they saw the, the Ghostbusters logo, they
0: immediately wanted to take a photo with us. Yeah. And, like,
1: they loved it, They they thought it was I the didn't... funniest thing.
0: I didn't think that they wanted to take a picture with us. That's that's yeah. when we were by the car, and they were like, oh, oh, we want to take a picture. We moved out the way. We were like, oh, shit, my bad. Go ahead, take a picture. No, no, we want to take a picture with y'all. I'm like, oh, uh, all right, cool. I guess you get it. You get it, because it, it seemed like nobody fucking got it. But you know what? I know you 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 brought it up uh, that week. You said that uh, when Daniel got there, it takes three people for yeah. it to be like, okay, I understand what the fuck is going on, because when it was just two of us, people were like, um, we don't know what the fuck was going on, but as soon as Daniel showed up as uh, one of the Ghostbusters, that's when it was like, okay, I get what's going on here. I see what's going on. Do Ray Egon? I get it. They fucking get it. Or Do Ray? No, I think that's exactly what they say. Do Ray one, one, two, three. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it it it, uh, it made perfect fucking sense as soon as uh, the three of us start fucking. Uh, what you call it? dressing up and stuff like that. but it was real fun even though um supercon it uh it looked way smaller from when we when we uh when we went out like the couple the last time even when we were dressed as a ghost, not ghostbuster when we were dressed as a blockbuster employees and stuff I don't know it just seemed like the fun came from the people. It didn't really come from the event. There was no bang energy drink there There, that was playing music all the fucking time. There was no DJ that was playing music all the time there kind of shit. I think there should have been. There should have been, like, a DJ that was just, like, a floor DJ just constantly playing music. Even if you have to talk a little bit loud or, you, got, you know, we got to get away from this booth kind of thing. I don't know. It, it um, This year was, was fun, but... There were certain things that were just lacking from last year. Or maybe I'm just, like, one of those people that... Um, uh, I'm just a fan of nostalgia kind of shit. But uh, this year...
1: I, I know yeah. a lot of our friends that are cosplayers had concerns about the cosplay area.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the fact that it was, like, so, like, far back in the back corner, like, in the outskirts of the convention. And it was small. Like, the, the time that we dressed up as Blockbuster employees, there were, like, literally... Two or three aisles of cosplayers and like big names too um and this time it was like six booths you would have never thought that that was the cosplay area if you were just walking right by it like we knew it was that was the cosplay area only yeah. because we actually know the cosplayers themselves but I know that that was um that was one of the complaints and one of the critiques uh from our friends that were there um I did attend uh a lot of the panels um on the second floor and a lot of the after-hour after, after hour, uh, panels, and they were a lot of fun. If you ever go to these conventions, definitely check those 18 and up uh, panels because they're actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, so we look forward to the next uh, convention. Uh, we're probably going to check out uh, maybe Spooky Empire. Um, probably going to check out maybe Sunrise. Sunfl- Sunrise, South
0: Sunrise. Sunrise uh, Fest, which is happening in August, correct? Yeah, in August, and maybe Hallmatt. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh people who who listen to this podcast, you know that uh we were like nah on that home stuff. It was like nah, that ain't happening because uh, these people, uh, you know, they they don't treat it's the love is not spread to everybody. It's just like it's um what do you what would you call that? It's like uh if you're not part of the if you're not part it was cliquish. Yeah. But now it seems like like are we part of the click now? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't know if we're part of the clique because maybe we're, we're rebels in the clique or something. Maybe we're the Spinelli of the Recess crew. You know what I mean? Uh, we're like the outsiders, but reference. we're insiders. <laughs> we're inside the outsiders kind of thing. So that could be a thing. But... um, a, as I say every time we wanna on, on an episode, like, if you see us out there, say hi. I might be a little standoffish because I'm like, who the fuck are you? But if you say where we're from, you know, I, I'll open up a little bit. I, I, I just look mean and shit like that. But really, I'm just a nice guy. <laughs> <I'm> just black. <laughs> um,
1: and also, uh, over the weekend, a lot of things premiered. Uh, Bob's Burgers is now streaming on Hulu. Yes. Bill Burr has a new comedy special on Netflix, which I wasn't even aware we were part of that experience? Like, we yeah, went we, to go see Bill Burr live, and little did I know, this was actually part of his comedy special?
0: Yeah, the the jokes that he was telling on this comedy special, that was a comedy special that we that we went to... Was it earlier this year, or was it last year that we went to it?
1: I I, I want to say, I think it was, like, towards the end of last year.
0: Yeah, that because that, I was like, yo, some of these jokes I've heard before, but I'm like, they're not on this comedy special. I'm like, oh, my God, that's because we went to a show because... Uh, you know what Bill Burr does is like he works his shit. He works his comedy on the road, and then he he records a special. So we we heard some of the jokes. Some of the jokes were totally. Uh, I I can tell the difference from uh, where it was that uh, he he basically punched it up. But to be honest, like it was a really good special. Um, Andrew Schultz has a special out too that came out on today uh, on today on the seventeenth. That I want to take a look at. Uh, because you can't get it on any streaming platforms. You got to go to the website. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but Bill Burr's special was just—I mean, this is the second time me hearing the same jokes, and those shit still hit. They're still fucking funny. They are hilarious. Um, and you know, Bill Burr's takes on a lot of things are—they are. When when Bill Burr tells a joke, it's like, you know, he. He what you call he he scratches that 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 uh, that, that that spot of you that makes you hey, like you know what I never thought about it. I never thought about it that way, and I like you know I like about that I like that about Bill Burr. Uh, to be honest, I think he's everybody's favorite comedian. It seems like
1: you, what I think is funny is that a lot of times on his specials you don't see that much crowd work or like how he deals with hecklers. Mm-hmm. However, he is really good at it oh, cuz yeah. we actually saw it firsthand at the Hard Rock when we were
0: watching him and his crowd work was
1: yeah, on it was point. real good.
0: Oh, I mean this I mean, he had that uh, that Philly uh incident yeah. that's uh, the most fucking famous that uh all he was doing was just talking shit to the crowd cuz these motherfuckers were just like unruly and he checked them. He fucking checked them and Yo, it was like they they went from hating him to fucking loving him the same fucking night. He stopped telling jokes and just start rad, just start fucking giving it out to the fucking crowd to the point that uh at the end of the show when uh you know they tell the all the comedians to come out and say bye to everybody that somebody in the crowd came up to him. He said that somebody in the crowd walked up to him and say fuck you, fuck you, and he was like I'm sorry I can't hear you. So he just had the guy keep on saying fuck you. Fuck you. I, I can't hear what you're saying. I can't hear what you're saying. But thank you. Thank you for coming out. But it's like, oh, my God, man. You you, you live for moments like that, man. And, bro, he goes through that kind of shit, like, every fucking his whole career. 30, 40 years. I'm not really sure how long he's been doing it. But I know he got in the game real late. Like, he got into, he started uh, doing com- comedy in his 30s is from uh, what I believe when I, when I was listening to his podcast. Oof six, eight years ago.
1: <laughs> and two other anticipated series uh, premiered on Netflix. Um, I'm sorry, not just on Netflix, also on Hulu and FX. Uh, we had the Resident Evil series. Who, yeah, that's on Netflix. That's I've on seen, Netflix. And, yeah, I've um, seen two
0: episodes of that. And what, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, that was way better than the show. Everybody should be watching that. If You want to get your horror, you want to get your, your, your thrills, it's a really good fucking show. The special effects are, they're not good. But to be honest, they make up for it with the story. They make up for it with the, st- there's, there's, a, there's a sequence that takes place in that show. I'm not a fan of bullies on, on TV shows or movies and stuff like that, because they don't really depict what actually happens in real life. But I'm always a fan of a bully getting its due. do. And in the first episode, there's this bully that you see get bullied and then they they uh, proceed to bully one of the main characters, and it just continues to go on. And it made me so mad at the show that I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna turn this shit off." What the fuck's going on? And then you see the bully get a get a, get her ass whooped, and then they had the whole teacher parent conference. And I thought the father the the father is played by. Um, this guy has been around for a long time. He was in The Wire. He was also, he does the voice of one of the characters in uh, Destiny, uh, the video game. Uh, this dude is, uh, he's a renowned actor. I forgot his name. It uh, escapes me right now. But uh, he plays the father and he basically has this this moment of, uh, what would you call it? like, fucking, uh, head motherfucker in charge. That's the guy.
1: Lance Reddick.
0: Yeah. And what he does is basically, uh, when they're having this parent teacher conference with, uh, the bully and, uh, the victim, um, the bully's father is saying, like, no, uh, I need, I'm gonna press charges on this girl. She, she she broke my my daughter's nose. She did all this other stuff. And he walks into the room. He says, yeah, I heard everything. Uh, thin walls. I heard everything. So he, he walks, he talks to the, to the father and says, do you, he says, how many people can do your job? And the dude says, uh, I don't know, like a thousand? Yeah, yeah, maybe like a thousand people can do your job. It's cool. You know how many people can do my job? One person. That's me. So what if I was to call the people who pay you money, who pay you, who, you know, pay for your whole family, the whole life that you live right now, and tell them that I'm going to leave because my... My daughter feels threatened. What would they do if I tell them because it was your daughter's fault? Well, what do you think they'll do? You think they'll fire me or will they fire you and get somebody else? I was like, holy shit. And then I'm thinking that that was it. He said, no, I need your daughter to apologize to my daughter. She said, I'm sorry. He said, no, no, I need you to do that again and mean it. Like, God damn, this is some shit right here, bro. After that moment, I was invested just off of that shit alone. But while that's happened, they're basically doing the the duality when they're telling a past story and they're telling uh, the present story of what's happening with the zombie. The zombie work is amazing. But ever since, to be honest, ever since uh, Walking Dead has come out, zombie work has, has reached a critical of beautiness that is... Par with special effects, to be honest with you. And I I, I blame um, Walking Dead because they've been around for how long? Like 13, 14 years? Something like that, yeah. And it's just like, yo, you're just constantly doing zombie work. You're just constantly putting makeup on these people, making them look fucked up. So, yeah, the 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 zombie work is good. The special effects, you can see the problem with it, but it's telling the story, so you're letting the shit slide. I'm telling you, it is a it is a good show. Especially for Netflix standards, like not saying that Netflix is uh, bad with uh, with TV shows or something like that, but I'm telling you, they've been they've been hit or miss. Yeah. Especially with their new content, it's been hit or miss. Stranger Things is good, but they've been around for four years. Their new shit—think about their new shows that they've had—it's like oh, they're gonna miss on this and. On top of that, Netflix has been on thin ice ever since they fucking got rid of Mindhunter, even though I know it's not their fault. um, I forgot the the show wrong. What was his Uh, name? David Fincher. David Fincher was like, he wants to step away from it. But still, it's like, at least have him on retainer or something like that, just in case if he wants to come back. But they didn't do that. And that's the shit that uh, that gets me a little bit. But yeah, man, uh, this show is really worth uh, checking out. And on top of that... um, Uh, Another show that came out that not a lot of people are talking about, but it's called uh, um, Polar Opposites. It's an animation by the same creators of uh, Rick and Morty, but I feel that this show is way better than Rick and Morty. It's about aliens that come, yeah, way better than Rick and Morty. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious. Uh, There's a subplot about, uh, there's these aliens who come to Earth and they try to basically terraform Earth because their planet died. Think about Superman. The whole Superman thing where uh, his planet dies and then he comes to Earth. But think about, like, uh, they send out a hundred Supermen, But they all uh, to, like, different planets. But all the Superman have their own family, but they're not really families. Like, two guys who are married to each other. Then they have two kids. But their kids are not really, uh, I think it's a subset of them. And they have to terraform the Earth with this little... This little dog looking thing that's basically like a supercomputer. They have to wait for it to mature, but it takes a long time to mature and shit like that. And the subplot to that is that one of the kids, she is like, uh, she has a um, what of those things, a terrarium where you keep like animals, but she doesn't keep animals. She shrinks human beings into this little terrarium that's like twenty four floors in her in her uh, in a room. And there's a sub story about like how the people who were living in there, they started to eat each other, and then it turned into Mad Max. And they're from Mad Max, it turned into a political thriller. You know, like, it is so fucking good. It is it's worth watching. It's, and it's animation, and it has... They're up to the fourth season right now, and the fourth season is fucking amazing. Is it
1: similar animation to Rick and Morty? Yeah. Like, you could tell it's the same artist? Yeah, or it's is- the
0: same. You could tell it's the same artist. And on top of that, the jokes... It hit just as hard as uh, Rick and Morty jokes. Just think about if uh, it's it's, it's basically what Family Guy is to American Dad. You know what I mean? There's people who like Family Guy, there's people who like American Dad, and it's like one of them is better than the other. Me personally, um, I don't like neither one of those shows, but Rick and Morty, I'm like, okay, that show is pretty funny, but this show is fucking hilarious. There's an episode that these aliens are so they're 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 so um, they're assholes and everybody around them are like they, they always just like walk across the street. They, they're all scared of them. And then one of the the kids decides to basically put these people into this uh, this prison that all they're doing is watching. They're trying to learn empathy. So it just show them like dogs playing playing. Uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, people in the military meeting their uh, their, their uh, you know, they coming back from they coming back to the states and hugging their uh, their family members and stuff after being gone for so long, and the town turns into assholes. Because they said, oh, the aliens are gone. So everybody started turning into assholes. They had a next door neighbor that was walking his dog. And then you find out that this dude started putting on hoop hoop uh, hoop necklaces and shit like that, and started acting like a douche, start throwing bottles on the floor and shit like that. And everybody started turning into, to to assholes straight up. And there was like there were people who were flossing in uh like flossing in the restaurant and in public and shit like that. There was somebody else who was uh parking in the handicapped spot. It was like everybody turns to assholes so they had to release the aliens just so they could start to like fix everybody. I'm I'm not doing real I'm not doing justice to this fucking show. This show is fucking good and on top of that it's 11 episodes. <laughs> it's a lot of good it's it's a lot of good TV that's out there. There's a lot of a lot of great TV. And I know for a fact that everybody was uh, was a little bit nervous because All the Marvel TV shows have uh, basically ended. All the Marvel and all those other TV shows have ended. And uh, we're not going to get another Marvel TV show until like August, which is going to be She-Hulk. And a lot of people are like, damn, we don't have The Boys. We don't have Ms. Marvel. We don't have um, shit, not even Star Wars. We don't have uh, Obi-Wan. We don't have any of that stuff until like a month. But there's a lot of good content that's out there that's to hold us down. And I hope everybody takes a look at it because it's really fucking good.
1: So on TikTok, uh, you know, Star Wars Celebration took place recently and they actually did a sneak preview of the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka series. Mm hmm. The footage got leaked online on, on TikTok. So I was able to on see... On TikTok? Yeah. So people, <laughs> people who, you know, you're not supposed to have your phones in these uh, panels whenever they do sneak previews, but of course, people were able to sneak in, like, Obviously. GoPros and stuff like yeah. that, and they were filming footage from the screen, and I actually got to see the the Mandalorian teaser. Yo, this, is, I, this looks like it's going to be the most action-packed season yet. And well...
0: If those Mandalorian episodes that were in uh Bubba Fett was any constellation, we're we're in for it. You know what I mean? Um, what's that dude? John Favaro? No. That motherfucker is not holding back anything, bro. I mean, he brought back uh what's that uh she got cancelled and he brought her back from cancellation. What's her name? She was at the she was at the con they we went to MegaCon. He didn't bring
1: her back from cancellation. She got canceled, so,
0: so they kicked her off the show.
1: But I thought she was back on. No, nah, she's not back. No.
0: Damn, nah, Gina nah. Carraro or Carraro or Carano. Camry. Carano, Carano, Caranner. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: Nah, she's not coming back. But yo, you saw
0: that line that she had at MegaCon? Yeah.
1: You well, can't be canceled and have a line like that. What was crazy about Gina Carano's? Uh, her presence at that con was that all the other celebrities had their booths up front. Yeah. She was hidden. And I found out from people that the reason why they did that was they were scared. Like if people saw her, like they were going to target her or something. You
0: got some fucking nerve.
1: Yeah. And like, also uh, like when you went in behind the curtain to go see her, they had to like review, like, what is it that you're doing? Like, do you want to take a picture? Do you want her to autograph? Okay, what do you want her to autograph? They had really? to, like, look at it because they were afraid that someone was going to pull out, like, a something controversial, like, you know, and then put her on camera, like, put her on blast. Are like like, you going to throw
0: paint at her? Or something. Yeah, like, and <laughs> you it's, know, it's, have, it's have crazy. You, have you heard, because uh, to speak on that whole thing about, like, uh, meeting people at cons, have you heard about what happened in England when um, uh, the dude who played Eddie Munson? yeah that uh, one of the the people, the the guest at a, uh, not the guest, it was like, uh, I guess his Sherpa or something. One of the people who were like the volunteers at the con yelled at like, him. Yeah, because he, he took longer than he was supposed
1: to. But the thing was that he wanted to like, he didn't want to like say, okay, that's in no more people. Yeah. Because he knew that a lot of the people were waiting for him for a long time. He extended his time and was like, no, no, no. I want to meet everybody. I want to take pictures. And then the staff got mad at him. Yeah. And I don't. I, I didn't see the footage. I don't know what I happened. I never saw the footage either. I, I got to see the footage, but I know that someone brought it up to him at a Q&A. Yeah. And they thanked him, like, yo, thank you for being so patient and, like, doing that and going out of your way. And he got, like, emotional and started crying. Yeah.
0: No, because that whole shit was... It was fucked up because it wasn't his fault that they uh, they oversold his tickets. Yeah, it was the convention's fault. And then they are yeah. yelling at him, even yeah. though it was their fault. Bro, that dude is nicer than anybody who I know because... Just thinking about the people who I know, like my friends and family, they wouldn't have taken being yelled at like that. And the way that uh, the things that they said that uh, the guy said to him, oh, my gosh, man, you get in a fucking chair to your face. And not only that, he's not only going to beat your ass, everybody in that fucking line is going to kick your ass, too, because they're all here for him. Bro, it, it just made no fucking sense for them to say that. But I'm like, this happened in England, though. Yeah. This happened in English, so I'm not sure if it's just, like, a custom to just yell at people and not... Uh, Hooligans, bro. Hooligans. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's how they do it. Here, well, maybe it sounds softer since it is from English. It's an English person yelling at you. Hey, you fucking... You fucking... You fucking actor, <laughs> won't you just uh, stop talking? To, uh, now I'm talking, now I'm sounding fucking Italian from uh, from New York. I don't know my accents, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, fill in a uh, fucking English accent right here. Hey, you fucking guy. Hey, you wanker. <laughs> you wanker. Won't you just stop talking to this little girl here? Yes. And go to the next person. Ship it, mate. Ship it. Ship it. Shishka the bar, babe. Cheerio! Now you're, now you're going. Out I scary. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all over the fucking place.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. The, um, what's his name? What's the What's the name of the Eddie actor? Munson?
0: No, so the <laughs> the name of the. <laughs> um, He's going to be Eddie Munson for the rest of his life, bro. The fact that he got Doja Joseph, Cat wanted to hit him up,
1: Joseph Quinn. It's it's amazing the amount of love that this guy is getting for that character that he played, and. Bro, is it safe to say he's gonna like if he continues this, he's gonna be like the next Keanu Reeves? Like the whole
0: world just loves him. And he's nah, just, he's like, what he what he's gonna be is uh what's that guy from uh, Breaking Bad? That everybody just like ah this guy is fucking awesome. Not um oh the one that played Walter White. Not Walter White, the other guy. Oh, the one that played Jesse. Yeah, that dude. Because everybody just like likes him. When I see him, I'm like oh shit. That's uh, that's Jesse from uh, uh, from Breaking Bad, and I'm not sure if he's done anything else, but <laughs> I'm always seeing him as Jesse from Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but like, yo, it's great, because like I go on TikTok, and because
1: I've seen so many times of that that clip of him playing Metallica. Now my algorithm is like everything Eddie Munson. First of all, it's awesome that that was actually him playing. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Yeah. Um, but, like, yo, yesterday I was going through TikTok. They had a clip of him. He was, like, at some, I, like, there was a party going on. Like, some random outdoor, like, block party or something. Like, and a yo, gathering? They were playing Spanish music, like, merengue, and he's dancing. Okay. And, of course, people are commenting, like, oh, my God, look at Annie. I wish he was at my quinceañera. Like, oh, I love him <laughs> so much. This and, that. and I'm just, like, dude, is he going to become the next, like, celebrity sweetheart, like...
0: Yeah, okay. Now, now I understand why you say... uh Why you said... uh like the
1: next Keanu Reeves. Keanu bro.
0: Reeves. And you know my views on fucking Keanu Reeves is like, all right, man, I get you. I understand. It's like, dial it back, bro. <laughs> dial-, <laughs> dial it back. But, yo, if he, if he is... <sighs> damn, man. Just for that role. And it sucks that he died. It, do you think that he... um you think that it's more his his role was more impactful because he died? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like that,
1: like in the Dark Knight when uh, Harvey Dent says, "You either die a hero or you you live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Mm. You saw all these great moments, and then he died, and like that was it some of these characters have been going on for so long that you get annoyed after a while.
0: Yeah, but um, there's like, still like. At...
1: Like, you look at Will's brother in season one, and he's, like, the awesome big brother Yeah, who's, like... But then you see him now in this season, and he's, like, he's a little bit of a... a like, you're, you're not talking to your girlfriend. You're leaving her hanging. Like, it's a
0: burnout, bro. Like, I don't know what's, Is it the weed that did it to him? Is that what they're trying to say? Did the weed do that to him? But if, if Will's brother would have died season one, you would have think
1: totally opposite of him you damn man he died and he was such a good big brother and like he was so responsible and he looked out for him and now it's like yo fuck him <laughs>
0: yeah but what about uh what's that other guy's name james jamie now steve steve with, that's but, the guy but that's with name steve
1: it was the opposite because he started out as an asshole in the first ep- in the first season so you yeah. get to see him transition to bro you know that hero. he
0: he had the same kind of uh he had the role just like uh the guy jesse from uh um, what you call it, from Breaking Bad. Like, he yeah. was not supposed to be past season one. Right. No, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, And yeah. I guess they must have liked him so much that they were like, yeah, no, let's let's ride him into this. And now, like, he's intricate, bro. Like, he can't really go anywhere. And if he dies, man, it's going to be a fucking... It's going to be a riot. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking riot. Um, also, what came out
1: over the weekend, Bob's Burgers, were you able to check that out? Yeah,
0: I saw that... Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a real Bob's Burger episode.
1: Yeah. Th- that's exactly what I felt. It didn't feel like a movie. It just felt like an extended yeah, episode. Yeah, it, but it looked nice, though. Yeah. It, like,
0: compared to to the TV show, to the movie, I was like, look at these fucking, like, I was like, oh. At one point, I was looking at the characters. I'm like, damn, do they have, like, I said, yo, when they drew them, they uh, they have, like, a they had that little rim light. <laughs> right here. I'm like, oh, they got a little rim light there. Okay. Yeah, they're working in HD, bro. Yeah, man. I'm like, this shit is <laughs> fucking nice. I'm like, the dance, the dancers that they're doing is, like, is more intricate. I'm like, is uh, is Bob Berger, do they, when they draw the, the characters, they must draw them in, like, maybe, let's say, 20 frames, maybe, a, a second. This episode, with those dance moves, oh, my God, that has to be, like, at least... A good 24 30 frames because it was like there was no motion blur at all it was like it was so fucking smooth maybe no nah, it couldn't have been 60 frames but it was like they they took their time with the the dance move even the 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 guy who played like the the antagonist like when he had his little dancing number i was like man this dude is like i'm seeing every movement every joint they is may, moving and everything
1: they may have done 48 i, I remember uh when the hobbit came out that movie became famous because they shot at 48 frames yeah. rather than 24,
0: and it removed all the motion blur, mm-hmm. which I hated. <laughs> I hated that movie because because so, when you're watching it and you don't worry about it, you don't see it. But then as soon as you do notice it, it's like it's in your fucking face, and then it takes you it takes you out of the movie. But yeah, that 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 fucking happened. Oh, did you see um, uh, Love and Thorn Love and Thwinder? Did you no, see no, love I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Thor yet. haven't seen that? Saw that. Saw that on uh Wednesday. I enjoyed it. I don't know what the problem is that people are saying like uh, they wanted more they I don't know, they wanted more uh sentimental parts and more like drama to it because they don't they don't like uh they don't like this funny Thor. They like serious Thor. But I'm like, you talking about the Thor from Season 1? I mean, you talking about from episode 1? Uh, from I Thor 1 and loved, Thor 2? But I
1: thought everyone loved Ragnarok. I think
0: it was too much. They thought it was a little too much. Me, personally, I loved every bit of it. Keep that serious shit with uh, Captain Marvel and the Marvelous, whatever, whatever. Keep that seriousness over there. She's serious. She's stoic. I love that about her. But keep my Thor as funny as fucking possible, because that shit was funny, and... It was heartfelt. To me, it was um, it was different from any other uh, Marvel movie. And on top of that, like, uh, I think somebody said this online, maybe it was Straw Hat, who was saying, like, each of the Marvel movies match the director's tone. Taika Waititi, you're thinking that you're going to get a serious movie from Taika Waititi, the same guy who brought us What We Do in the Shadows? Get real. That yo, know, that shit was a Takawa T D movie to a T. And cause I was thinking about uh this movie, and the only serious moment that we had is when um when Thor like was talking to Jane when she was like on her uh you know, she, she has cancer, she has stage four, and she was on her bed, and he was basically saying, like, No, no, we could try to figure this shit out together. And they had this moment of like she still wants to help people, but the more that she she turns into uh, the mighty Thor, the more damage is, is doing to her body because all the chemo is, you know, the the power of Thor is getting rid of it, and that was a serious moment. And this, I don't want to tell you the ending and shit like that, but you know, shit happens, and it was like. You don't get a long time to to live in that moment of sadness cuz as soon as that shit happens boom something funny happens or we're on to action kind of stuff. And I love every bit of that fucking I love every bit of that. Um
1: What did you think of Christian Bale's character yo, um, as the villain cuz I haven't heard more, anyone talking about him. He
0: that. needs to be a villain more. He needs to be a villain more cuz his cuz even he was kind of like a funny uh bad uh, bad guy cuz he you know uh, there's some moments that he he was like, oh, man, how can I say? Because there was some times that he was, there was a, he, he he kidnapped all the kids, right? And when he kidnapped all the kids, he was uh, basically like, oh, it's so funny. He, he did like some fucking uh, Willy Wonka shit. <laughs> <laughs> like he was really being fucking like uh, 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 a menace to these fucking kids and shit like that. And I didn't know that he can control like fucking monsters out of the shadows, which is a pretty dope ass power that he had. And... Uh the, the, the whole scheme of it was that he wanted to get to uh he wanted to get to like this point where he can basically ask one question. There's a person who I guess I'm I'm fucking up people's names, but at the end he can uh ask one question to this thing. This one being can basically manifest anything that you want. So he wanted to get rid of all gods because in the beginning of the movie uh, he was praying to his God and he ends up losing his child because their planet ends up running out of water. And when he was just about to die, he meets his God and his God is basically in this fucking uh, oasis of water and fruits and shit like that. And his God says, uh, Oh, there'll be other people who are going to pray to me. Yeah. You'll die for me, but I don't care. So he ends up killing the fucking God and then, Oh, I'm gonna kill all these fucking gods. That's because nobody needs to suffer like this. Cause these guys don't give a fuck about us, which is like just, a it's, it's a fucking justified cause. Right. And once he finds he gets to the end, they, him and Thor have this moment where Thor is like fucking fighting him. Uh, mighty Thor is with, with him as well, going through the situation that she's going through. She's like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to help regardless, which is beautiful. And once they destroyed his weapon of uh, this God Killer weapon, he still ends up going to the area where he can ask this question. And Thor could have stopped him, but rather than stopping him, he says, "You know what? I already know what you're going to do. You go ahead and do it." I said, "I." So his whole thing was like, "I'd rather spend my last moment with the people I love than." What you call it, trying to fight you and preventing you from doing it because I'm not going to be able to do that. So he goes to Jane and he's hugging her and then he realizes that I can I can bring back whatever I fucking want. Why should I his whole thought was like, why would I want to get rid of uh, all the gods when I could just bring back my daughter that I lost? So he ends up bringing back his daughter. And then when he brings back his daughter, he said that she will be alone. But Jane was like, he she won't be alone. So Thor ends up taking up his daughter. So now the movie, what they call Love and Thunder, is cause Thor is Thunder and her name is Love. So I was like, oh shit, that's the fucking heart of the movie. That shit is so fucking yo, it is so it's a good fucking movie that. It just doesn't make any sense why people hate it so much because people want to be so fucking down and shit like lighten the fuck up. though. There was a moment that Thor, when he saves all the kids and this uh, <laughs> uh, Christian Bale is summoning all the demons, there's no possible way that he can get to the axe and save all the kids, uh, like teleport them. So what he does is like he gives all the kids his power. For like a little bit of time, I'm talking about like fucking five year old, six year old kids. So you seeing that these kids are about to die uh, t- about to battle fucking, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> monsters, uh-huh. like an army of monsters, right? And he says, he says, uh, for he say for a limited time, he who holds this, uh, this what this hammer will have the power of Thor for a limited time. So all the kids hold it. You see nothing but them like powering up, and you hear the same that. Uh, you hear some fucking uh, heavy metal music. What's that fucking song from uh, Iron Maiden that they use? Uh, not from Iron Maiden. Ah, uh, you hear that shit. Oh, okay. But you see like one of the kids like jumping in the air, you know, what Thor did like that, but you see all these kids running and you see the kid jumping in the air with the fucking axe. Boom, there was a kid who had a fucking teddy bear that was blasting fucking monster with a teddy bear and shit. And it, mind you, they're all, like, glowing. Bro, it was, you yeah, know, that moment was so fucking, it was so fucking cute, I almost choked up a little bit while I was in I'm like, look at this. Look at this <laughs> cute shit, man. I'm like, look at this cute-ass shit. I'm like, this shit is fucking enduring as fuck. Because these kids, they they never had that kind of power. And then as soon as they uh, they started battling, they they finally got to the point that um, um, they 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 get to the to the axe and then they teleport back home, but they lost the power at that point. And I was like, damn, man, this this is a pretty cool movie. Yo, know, everybody was acting their asses off. I know that Taika Waititi has a four hour version of this movie. I know that he doesn't want to release it because he feels that director's cuts are fucking trash. I don't think he thinks that about all director's cuts, but I think he's really thinking about the Snyder cut is what he's really uh, referring to. But I, I would I would uh, I'd spend $20 to watch that director's cut of just four hours of just like just nothing but jokes.
1: I heard a lot of stuff was cut out, uh, especially with Christian Bale, um, like a lot of goofy stuff. He, he mentioned that there was a scene with him dancing with Peter Dinklage. Like, there's, like, a dance number. and it Well, got, Peter
0: Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's not even in the movie.
1: So, remember his character in Avengers Infinity War? He played, oh, like, the giant. Oh, yeah. His character was supposed to be in this movie, and he does, like, a this thing with Christian Bale's character, and it got... Christian Bale said it on the at the red carpet premiere. He's like, yeah, we did this whole thing, and it's not even in the movie,
0: and, and I would love to see that. Movie. I would love to see that, too. You see, you know what, <clears throat> in the director's... Not the director's cut, but the... The fucking Blu-ray. And Taika Waititi already
1: confirmed, like, nobody's going to see that footage.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't want nobody to see it. He's going to burn that shit. But, yo, the fact that people want Taika Waititi to be serious, it's like, nah. He's not going to... He'll give you, like, a serious moment, but then with that serious moment, there's going to be a little bit of comedy in it. Because I was thinking back to what we do in the shadows, right? The movie. And the only serious moment in that whole fucking movie, it was Taika Waititi's character where he was saying, like, he needed, like he only had one love in his life and it was like he said yeah I had this love in my life and then I was going to turn her into a vampire but then we we separated but then he found her later on that was the only serious moment in, in the whole fucking movie and how did he defuse that fucking serious emotional bomb he had a chain of her that was made out of silver and he put it on and then you just see nothing but steam come off as he's over here <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, man. He's one of those people that he's too funny for his own fucking good. Because it's like you can you can I can hear him telling the story about a serious moment that happened in his life. And then just when you're about to be like, damn, man, I feel that fucking sucks, man. I'm sorry, doll, and all this other kind of shit. He'll just defuse it with a fucking comedic moment. So you never really you never really live in that sadness with him for a long time.
1: Did you hear that story of Taika Waititi when he was making this movie? He asked Natalie Portman, "Like, do you want to be my Star Wars movie?" She was like, "I already was." Like, yeah, and he didn't really, like realize like he
0: he didn't apologize later on, but he said that it just escaped it, it just escaped his mind, which I totally get. Like, he said, "Wouldn't you want to be in a Star Wars movie?" I was in one. I was in three actually. Like. I was in the entire pre-book. bro. That's one of those like, moments, like if you were there, like eating chips or something, right next to you. You'd be like, oh.
1: <laughs> would you say, like, <laughs> I'm the reason why Princess Leia exists? Yeah. and her mom. Damn. <laughs> I think I think breaks over, yeah.
0: <laughs> breaks over.
1: All right, that's lunch, everybody. <laughs> and Taika Waititi is uh, gonna be making his own Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, but with original characters, with bro, a, uh, which I'm so excited about. Also, the fact that they're hiring him. If he does happen to do a funny take of it, like add like more humor to it, I think that's going to be great. And also, I think it's also Lucas's Lucas Films, like their way of like, oh, we see what they're doing with Marvel, where like every director just has their own style on how they direct it. So mm-hmm. we're going to do the same thing with the Star Wars. Yeah, I think that that's a good route. Yeah, like give give the directors and the storytellers their creative.
0: That's input. it. Yeah, let and
1: let them like, do what they what they're good at.
0: Do you believe what uh, what I've been hearing on TikTok a lot is that uh, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Star Wars fans? Yeah, I, I believe that. You believe that shit? Because if you
1: look at Star Wars' biggest critics, mm. they're all Star Wars fans. He,
0: he, have you seen the puppet that was on uh, TikTok? But he got a uh, he left TikTok because he said some uh, some anti LGBTQ. No. Well, I used to follow him uh, because, you know, he used to do a lot. of. It it was a guy who was a a puppet, and he used to know a lot of Star Wars lore, dog. I'm talking about this motherfucker would just go on live for two hours, three hours, and then just dump out Star Wars lore. Whatever kind of question you had, he would just dump out Star Wars lore. And uh, some stuff came up, you know? That he said on, A, on the most infamous website that uh that if you said some shit, they, they got your shit. Facebook, and he was saying stuff like, oh, great, you know, Star Wars is uh, leaning more towards the uh, LGBTQ. Uh, they're going to add more LGBTQ uh, stuff to it. Marvel's going to fall suit, too, and all this other shit. And he said some stuff like that. And, bro, I was just thinking to myself, like, why... Would you be this kind of person? Why would you be this kind of person? Why would you be so fucking hateful against like uh like uh what you call it? But uh, against people who have nothing to fucking do with you. But I'm like, you know what? I should have saw it coming because this guy is so into his Star Wars. And why was he into it? Is because they didn't have any of those fucking characters before. That's why. He's a, he's the same type of person who got mad at uh the new Obi Wan show because uh what's the what was the... Who played the, the the villain? Yeah, the black the black woman. Yeah. Like, the fact that she's in it. Like, he got mad about that kind of shit. And it's like, why would you get mad at... Bro, I, I... To be honest, I know a lot of people may not be fans of that whole Obi-Wan show. When I look back at it, the best parts were either when she was in it or when uh, Vader was in it. I loved... Not, yeah, when Vader was in it. Every fucking part... Uh, about those two I loved every bit of it like the whole thing about him dragging Obi-Wan through fucking fire it was like oh payback bro fucking payback I loved every bit of that uh him the the there was this one point where they um they had a it was a steady cam where Vader was walking through the halls this was after Obi-Wan left uh left the spaceship which is like by means I don't know how they fucking did it but it was part of her whole plan when he when when he left and you see Vader walking through the hall. It was short. But the fact that it was a handheld shot and you just see you just see him just like fucking bobbing through the camera. And then he grabs her and picks her up like I'm, I'm fucking in this shit. And he was, and she was like, oh, oh, this is all part of my plan. We, we have a beacon on him. Yeah, we're going to get everybody. Rat, why get one rat when we can catch them all kind of shit? I was like, bro, this shit is fucking good. And it's just like, I don't know, people see beyond that shit. They will see, people will see, like, the story and how they're going to build characters when it's, when it's somebody, when it's a white person. But if it's somebody of color, oh, no, they don't see that shit. I,
1: I don't think it's them seeing beyond because it's not beyond. It's It's them locked in this, no, the universe has to be like this. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like that. Like, this is it's a universe Yeah, there's different species there's different colors there's different backgrounds there's different cultures that's that was the point I, th- there's this beautiful documentary of like um <clears throat> that you can actually watch on Disney plus when george lucas uh, made star wars walter C- uh, cronkite was on that documentary and he said the reason why star wars is great is because it's not about uh man or races it's about like species it's about like mankind in general. Oh, yeah. You know? Like that was the beauty of it. And like people are just all these other people that that are ignorant are somehow seeping their way into into this into this Bro, they're world. going
0: for the fucking uh they're going for the jugular the, man and, yeah. and it
1: it it sucks, you know?
0: Because it's supposed to be all inclusive, but And then you realize that motherfuckers there were out people out, people out there who were actually going for the empire the whole time. There was this one person who who I saw on TikTok who uh there was a comment and the comment said I always thought the empire was America and the the rebels were like uh, I forgot some other what you call it like the rebel he, he always thought that the empire was the good guys and the rebels were the bad guys kind of shit and I was like Is, you watch are we watching the same movie and I realized that yo I could watch the same shit as certain people and they can get totally two different uh we can get two different aspects of it because I I always thought that the empire were were bad people, off rip. I mean, just looking at the the color scheme, me being a little kid, I, oh I get the color scheme, but these motherfuckers are clearly uh, bad guys. I think
1: whenever you introduce
0: an emperor, the emperor is always a bad guy. The yeah. fact that
1: one person is gonna dictate everything, it's like nah, they're it's not good.
0: Yeah, they do like, like democracy. Mm, no. Bad news. Bad news. Fucking that shit is uh is fucking ridiculous. But did you see the boys? saw the see the finale of the boys I saw the boys yeah okay. so what you think what's your what's your thoughts on the boys and how uh how real to earth that that show is how is like it's a uh, life depicting art yeah, i think it's funny
1: that um homelander finally is it, you know, it, he thinks he's he's making the right moves to to take over. He's basically told the public like, I'm not afraid. I'm more powerful than you. But then all of a sudden, he quivers once he realizes like something controversial can happen. Like there's a part where he's trying to intimidate Starlight. She pulls out her phone and she's like, Yeah, I've been recording all this time. It's and love, then all man. of a sudden, he starts backing up and he's terrified. It's like, okay, so then you're not all that powerful. Yeah, then.
0: everybody in that whole fucking show got daddy issues. First and foremost, yeah. everybody. I was like, God damn, there's a lot of daddy issues in this show. But the thing, uh, is that he finds love in people's love of him. That's his only that's his only means of like it's, it's like a fucking drug to him. And uh even uh what's the dude? The dude who who was running Vought before, who uh who he plays a bad guy more than any other person who I think in history. But um even he said to him, he says, "There's going to be a point where you're going to wish for me to be running this company." And yo, I, I felt like that moment came like not even after an episode of that when when he said that because that whole thing about the starlight when uh, when she posted up that whole fucking video, but I felt like that moment left on the season finale where his kid got hit with the what like a rock or something, yeah, and. He blasted that dude in the face, and then he saw everybody's reaction. Like his, his, like when when uh, when he actually did it, and then when he looked around, his look of how everybody was reacting to it. Yo, that look, I've I've been there. Not saying that I've blasted people in the fucking face before. <laughs> I'm not saying that I've done that, but that whole little oh shit, I think I just uh, I think I just uh, shit the bed a little bit. And then you find out that, oh, no, no, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. And and everybody was like, bro, that shit felt like a fucking... I've seen it. I've been through there. Holy shit. Like, that relief, I felt that relief that he felt. But the thing that scares me is, like, man, you can see a little bit of real life with that whole shit with uh, how people are supporting him and the fact that he's wearing a fucking... Uh, United States flag outfit, more of a Puerto Rican outfit, but yeah, the the fact that he's wearing a star and stripe. By the way, his uh his, his stars in the back, they're thirteen. Also, oh, the original yeah. colonies. <laughs> of course, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I counted. I'm like, let me see them shits of thirteen, and it was thirteen of them shits. I'm like, oh my god! I don't know if that's part of the whole gimmick, but yeah. And I want to
1: see him go against uh, Black Noir.
0: You saw what happened? Black Noir. War- Wait, what Noir. ended up happening? I, I forgot. He died. He killed him. He pushed him. He, he took his guts out. Black oh, Noir is that's dead. that's right. I completely forgot about that. Black Noir is dead. Shit. Okay. I felt like Black Noir got the short end of the stick because I thought he was going to do some dangerous shit. But
1: they changed it from the comic book, so Black Noir is supposed to be a him. clone of him. Yeah. And he, like, he was designed to be, like, the, the safeguard. Yeah. Like, if, if Homelander becomes too uncontrollable, they're going Black to send him Black Lives That's why I think
0: uh, that whole clone of him thing, the whole scheme of that clone, I, I like where they're going with this. I think it's going to be his son who's going to be the person who's going to attack him. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why I feel. Like, what, what's what's your predictions for next season? Because, to be honest, I feel like they either either have, like, Maybe one season in a movie or maybe two seasons in a movie oh. left. Oh, you think they're going to do a movie? Maybe. Why not? Why fucking not? I would go. Nah, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I'll watch it on uh, Prime. Mm. Like, what What do you see them going like with this? Because what I see is going is that uh, his son, his son is going to start to like this shit. And then it's probably, it's it really going to end up being like, it's going to be bad for people who are going to be followers of Homelander. Because I think that he's going to have a moment where he's going to be like, fuck these humans because I got my son kind of shit. Because something bad is going to happen to his son because of human beings. Mm. And then his son's going to do something that he's going to, rather than like reprimand his son, he's going to reprimand the people around him kind of shit. And I feel that Butcher uh, is going to take the full dose of the the Compound V Rather than that twenty uh, four hour shit, he's gonna go for the full batch just because the guy said that he only has twelve months to live. So since he only has twelve months to live, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do his whole thing in twelve months. So he's gonna try to get that shit done. He's gonna try to take a whole uh, that whole like syringe the whole blue stuff so he can change Homelander's son to like be like a good guy or try to kill him.
1: Have they introduced? Um I, don't, I I can't remember did they introduce someone who's supposed to like kind of like be like the the Tony Stark like the rich billionaire with the gadgets did they do that
0: already No they haven't No they haven't they haven't done that Nah, I don't remember seeing anybody who's like who has a lot of who does a lot of gadgets and stuff like that. But I know that there was somebody like that in the comic books because I never read the comic books, but I watch YouTube videos of somebody reading the comic book, and I do
1: feel like someone someone's gonna have to give like the ultimate sacrifice to try to like.
0: Well, uh, Maeve did kind of, did yeah. she? She uh, <clears throat> she what you call it? What what's your thoughts on Starlight's power, man? Is she the jubilee of the boys? Maybe that's
1: what she's modeled after. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think we still haven't seen
0: the full potential of it. We saw it. You saw what they did. They turned up all those fucking lights <laughs> and she blasted this uh, soldier boy and she just gave him a little tickle. She dropped his shield, man. That's it. And he still got up and powered up. I think she's just supposed to be a beacon. That's why she's starlight. She just—I
1: think—I think the best way to to predict how this show is going to end is actually since they're they're going through that whole like oh this is how, what it would be in real life yeah then you got to take a realistic route like how refer- would you take down someone <laughs> who is powerful because of their
0: celebrity you know type of thing if that if that's going to you know, be cancel culture it's going to have the, something to do with cancel culture culture. Because they still haven't shown the video of... Did they release the video of him on the plane? With him and uh, Maeve on the plane? They haven't done that, right? No, they haven't. You know what I think's going to happen? They're going to show that video of him and Maeve on the plane, right? And then Maeve, since she has, like, regular powers, I think the people are going to kidnap her, and they're going to torture her and kill her. Possibly,
1: yeah. Um... Also, what uh, what also premiered was uh, what we do in the shadows.
0: Were you able to yeah. check that out? I saw that man. It was uh, it got intense for for a minute there. Um, Guillermo is back. You know what I mean? Uh, they didn't show you any really any part of uh, him going overseas or anything like that. But this dude's got more of a backbone. Um, they they had a little sex sexcapade. Uh, episode, I thought I thought she was going to be more mad at um, I forgot the guy's name, at the what you call it with the the British one. I thought she was going to be mad at him more, but she wasn't. They were just they were just down to fuck. That was it, which was like funny to me. Um, the nightclub, the, the 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 vampire nightclub shit, seemed like a great so idea. With, uh, Laszlo, yeah, not Laszlo, the other one, that the the British guy. Lando. Na- oh, Nandor? No, you, you're right. Laszlo. Yeah, that's you know why? Because you know why I thought it was the other guy? Because I always hear him say Laszlo. So I'm like, no, no, nah, no. Because that's his own name. No, that's not his name. He's saying somebody else. Yeah, Laszlo. I thought she was going to be mad at him a little bit more, but she wasn't. Um, you know, the, the, it, it's like they never it's like they never left, man. The the jokes still fucking come as fucking hard as possible. But uh, I, I want to see more witches. <laughs> uh, I hope they bring back the witches in this episode, in this season. I hope they bring back uh, the werewolves in this uh, season. I hope there's going to be a point where there's going to be witches and werewolves trying to get into this nightclub that she's trying to open. And there's going to be like a doorman who's going to be like, no, nah, you're not going to get in. And I want that gargoyle to be the doorman that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that had a problem with um, that, that ended up being a troll. It wasn't a, a gargoyle. It was a troll. I want, I want him to be like the doorman or something. I don't know. I, I like bringing back old characters and that shit just be funny to me. To be honest, out of all the shows that I was watching that that were re, that 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 came back, this show was the only show that I was already smiling as soon as the intro. Oh like <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking kid wearing a onesie kind of shit. I was already smiling like, "Oh, here we go." they they, they never fucking left. Tiger Waititi is killing it, bro. I know he's uh he hasn't he, I don't think he direct he's directing all these episodes, but the fact that he's producing this one and, uh, you know, he's got his hands in Star Wars. He's fucking he's got an apartment inside uh, Marvel, basically. And this motherfucker and, is basically
1: and Reservation Dogs is
0: coming and out. Reservation Dog is coming out next month. Right. Dude, this dude is like all over the fucking map, man. I'm trying to think of a, another director that's had his kind of uh, exposure I'm trying to think of has there been another director that had his kind of exposure and like likability?
1: I think uh, the only probably the only other person, but the, the difference is that White, Taika Waititi is doing so many different things. Yeah, uh, Dave Filoni, um, who is the 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 guy in charge of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, now he's had his hands in the Boba Fett show, The Mandalorian and every time he gets involved in any of the episodes everyone gets excited cuz he always does like all these like references and throwbacks and hey don't forget about this character and so he's very good at connecting. like every time his name gets involved everyone gets excited like he was the one that brought in on the boba fett um show he brought back that uh, bounty hunter from rebels that everybody yeah. was talking about like he does that a lot
0: so i think i think this... that was played by tiger watiti the voice was tiger watiti really you talking about the the, the the bounty
1: hunter with the hat the robot? that actually looked like a cowboy? Oh no,
0: not no, my bad. I was thinking about uh. They actually did like the the you know like the whole showdown. Yeah, the showdown thing. My bad. I was thinking about uh the oh, the, the the robot, the yeah. robot uh, that was Taika Waititi. Yeah. But yeah, man, I was thinking. What about Judd Apatow? Do you think that like Judd Apatow had a uh, there was a season. There was a like, there, there couple was a time, of years. There,
1: yeah, there was a time where he got involved in a bunch of shit. He was um, in a bunch
0: of shit. And this dude was like, he but was I think, beloved, bro. But I,
1: but I think it was because he rode that wave of like that type of comedy. Yeah. he ba- White T.D. is, I feel like he's creating it. I feel like he's creating his own.
0: His Brand own of comedy? Thing.
1: Yeah. Which I think is great. And like Reservation Dogs isn't all comedy. Like it's, it's, not, it's man. also dramatic. I, and it's I
0: do good. love that, man. I do love that. Like I'm I'm a fan of as much as I love comedy, I'm a fan of something that that's like drama that skates comedy. There's this show that um not a lot of people were talking about, but it's it came fucking uh, uh FX. Uh it's called The Bear. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it before. It's about a, it's about basically um, a restaurant that's in I want to say in New Orleans or is in Chicago. No, it's in Chicago, and this it's like a five star uh, chef who goes back to the restaurant that his brother ran to basically try to turn it around because this shit is like. It's a staple in Chicago. It's been around for so fucking long. His brother ran the restaurant. His brother uh, committed suicide, and his brother didn't leave... To him, to his knowledge, his brother didn't leave him a note. His brother just committed suicide and and just gave him the, the restaurant. So he ends up taking the restaurant and fucking, like... You know, he's a gourmet chef. So he's over here turning these food, like a Philly cheesesteak and all these other kind of stuff, into, like, gourmet dishes. But the people who are in the restaurant do not agree with it cuz you know they're old school they're like ah we don't want no change and shit like that but slowly throughout the 8 episodes or 6 episodes you see that they start to conform cuz he has this uh second in command who was this uh this woman who followed his steps and she ended up trying to get the she tried to get the sous job she ends up getting it and she is running the whole fucking ship as he's going through like you know, counseling and stuff like that. It's a really good show, and there's. I know, now, I know, a lot of people are not a fan of one takes anymore because they do it so many times. But there are one takes in this show that show you how fucking intense a, a restaurant can be in the back, and yo, you feel it. You feel every bit of it. There's one episode that it's the each episode is like 28 minutes. There's an episode that what happens is that um. Uh, they they start to—they they finally open up the whole uh, uh, Uber Eats. So they're getting, like, tickets from, like, last night. And they end up finding out that it was, like, 200, 300 tickets. They don't even have that kind of—they don't even have that much food in the fucking restaurant. But everybody had these shits stacked up until the restaurant opened. And they only have, like, 45 minutes to have all this food ready. Bro, the whole 28 minutes is them— realizing what the fuck's going on, realizing that all the food that they had stored, they have to put it on the fucking grill to get that shit cooked. And he ends up firing people and people end up quitting because he was just so like, he was just fucking cursing at people because he's mad because this shit has never happened to him and stuff like that. It's a good fucking show. Like you feel the, the, the fucking passion in that shit. And there's one moment that, that fucking makes me fucking laugh. When I saw it, and it was um, it nah, you know, I can't even bring it up because this shit is just too much. You just gotta watch the show. It's episode four, and it's when this guy tried to uh he, he tried to get the job. It's supposed to be a mechanic. He tried to get the job uh at the spot. I'm over here looking at the monitor. <laughs> gotta look at the fucking camera. It's fucking fuck, totally forgot. You know what? No, I'm not gonna say anything. I think I think we're done. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. Drunk off of what? Liquid liquid uh death. You got alcohol in here? <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh that show is pretty good and Judd Apatow is somebody who I do believe uh Tiger Watiti is there's this there's, there's not a lot of directors that uh that just spark, well, Christopher Nolan has he had that kind of that kind of uh juice? Christopher Nolan, yeah, because there was a yeah, TV show that he's done. No TV show, yeah. Remember the what? What about a? Uh, is was it his brother who wrote uh, Westwood? His West brother, Wind? but he had nothing to do with that. West. Oh, okay, yeah. So I mean, that's the only. Yeah, Taika Waititi is basically doing his own thing, but you know, it, it's like, <clears throat> well, what, what movies? What what directors that? As soon as you hear that he's the one who's directing it, you're like, okay, I might give this movie a watch, or I'm oh, definitely gonna give this movie a watch.
1: For me, it's Nolan.
0: That's it? That's the only one? Uh,
1: no, I have I have my, my picks. They they happen to be my favorite uh, storytellers. Like, David Fincher is another one. Uh, every
0: time he gets involved, I, I, I know that I'm going to be a fan of it. Um, you know, if it's a David Fincher movie, I have to know. I got to see the trailer because I really want to know what the fuck is it about. I'm like, what is it about? I need to know what the fuck is it about. Like, I can, uh, a Christopher Nolan movie, I'll watch it. Not even, not knowing what the fuck well, what what the hell's about, uh, Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, I watch it not knowing what it's about, which I have to admit I'm pretty pissed off because when I went to go see, uh, um, the L- Love and Thunder, they showed the Jordan Peele movie and I didn't. I know what the fucking movie is about because I saw the second trailer. Not only that they showed it once, they showed it twice back to back. They showed the trailer twice. Yes. Why? I don't know, but they showed the trailer twice. So I know, I seriously know what that shit's about. And I was so fucking mad. I'm like, oh, they, is that they what it's about? They show a lot in the trailer, man. I was shocked.
1: I was shocked that they showed so much in the trailer. I am pissed, like, bro. They <laughs> should have not shown any of the UFOs or anything. They should, have, they should have saved that for the actual movie. If they would have just kept it on the clouds and kept it mysterious but i am i am i am actually a little bit annoyed that they did show all of the i
0: am pissed man when i saw it cuz i've only seen the first i only seen the teaser and i saw the first trailer with the when it was just a, it was pretty much they were just talking about the family and stuff like that yeah. in this second trailer i saw the father i saw how the the father uh died I, they showed the fucking hole in his head they showed um the what you call it? What, what what's the, the fry? Uh, the the electric company that's no longer that no longer exists. By the way, but they showed that they showed that they put up cameras. They showed what they were supposed to be doing. They showed the whole premise of it, and I know that's what trailers are supposed to do. I had the opportunity to leave, but I didn't. They yo everyone <laughs> they showed it twice though. Everyone
1: needs to follow the Nolan. style, where it's like, bro, we're not going to show, we're going to show a couple clips and we're just going to keep showing you those same clips over and over again. And then the real, the meat and potatoes is when you actually watch the movie. That's what they got
0: to do, man. Because, man, bro, they (sighs) I was sitting in that movie theater like this. God damn it. I know what everything is about. And I was yeah, I was like so happy that I'm like, oh, the movie comes out next week. I'm definitely going to watch this movie not knowing what it's about. Beep. Watch that fucking trailer. Oh, okay. Then they showed... It was like back-to-back that they showed that fucking shit, man. I'm so so
1: excited to watch it, though. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes videos. Ah, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, On the -the behind-the-scenes videos, um, Jordan Peele is saying that this is his most ambitious film to date. He got together with Uh, Hoida Von Hoidema, who did the cinematography for uh, Interstellar and for Dunkirk and for Tenet. And they were saying like the camera techniques, like Jordan Jordan Peele hasn't done any of it in any of his other movies. Like this is the most experimental that he's ever done. So I'm super excited about that. And they shot it on that IMAX film. I'm thinking about watching it in like that old school IMAX theater at the Museum of Science. For a lot of them? Yeah, I want to do it in that one. Cuz they still have those older projectors. I, and I'll probably watch it twice. I'll probably watch it in that old school IMAX
0: and then also in digital. Are IMAX. they showing it there? Yeah. They're going to be showing it there. I want to I'm down see- to watch that. I'm down to watch that. <clears throat> Hell yeah. That shit is really fucking good. I, I, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm just mad that um, I know so much about it because I really wanted to go in there blind. But, you know, it, it was my own fault because thinking about it now, how am I going to go to a movie theater and not see a fucking movie that's going to be a blockbuster, a trailer for it? I should have just waited. I should have just went
1: outside. Especially in summertime.
0: Yeah. I should have just went outside. It's a sign fucking seats. So nobody's going to take my goddamn seat. I should have just went outside, but they showed it twice. So even if I would have went outside and then came back in, it would have still been playing out. I'm like, god damn, how long is this fucking trailer? But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. I think that's that's been our episode. You think that's it? Yeah. Yeah. So let me play us out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, shit. Do we have anything to say? No. I've been pat. And this is Kev. And we've been us, and y'all been y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week. Peace.